Welcome back to Spill the Critty, where we spill the tea. Today, we're going to be talking about homelessness, specifically the severity during the pandemic and how mental illnesses and chronic homelessness have also played a really heavy role. Currently in the United States, there are over 600,000 homeless people, all without a proper food source, money, or permanent shelter. All 600,000 have one thing in common, an opportunity for a bright future taken away from them. The stigma of homelessness has prevented us from taking action to help those living on a donation basis survive every single day. Approximately 65% are found in homeless shelters, and the other 35%, just under 200,000, are found unsheltered on our streets and in places unintended for human habitation, like sidewalks, parks, cars, or abandoned buildings. Homelessness almost always involves people facing desperate situations and extreme hardships where everything is taken away from them. The homelessness crisis was already detrimental during our normal everyday living, but the recent coronavirus pandemic has truly shed light on how severe homelessness is and how poorly we have acted over the years. I mean, a lot of us complain about quarantining at home and taking so many precautions to prevent virus contraction. But the homeless are truly the ones more prone to the disease without proper equipment to take these necessary precautions, and they aren't able to do anything about it. When governors and mayors delivered stay-at-home orders, about a million Americans had nowhere to go. Some already had underlying medical conditions, with the risk of contracting COVID keeping their survival rate low. Companies also had to fire people as they were losing money, leading to many who were unable to remain self-sufficient without a job. So let me pose you with the question. Where are they going to get masks, disinfectant wipes, or hand sanitizer, and how would they social distance? Well, you guessed it, they can't. And it's the government's fault for ignoring our national homelessness crisis for too long. There are numerous steps we could have taken to at least reintegrate the homeless back into society by focusing on unemployment, poverty, and mental illnesses to prevent the 45% increase in homelessness within this past year. The main reason why many homeless are unable to rehabilitate and reintegrate themselves back into society is because of extreme trauma, mental illnesses, and even physical addiction as well. Many homeless individuals develop bipolar disorders, paranoia, schizophrenia, PTSD, depression, or even anxiety from extreme drug abuse circulated around the idea of coping with their situation at times. But let's break down the statistics. Homeless women generally suffer from mental illnesses more than men, approximately 60% due to domestic violence or emotional disturbances before becoming homeless. But even worse, kids between the ages of 12 to 17 have a greater risk of becoming homeless and developing mental illnesses due to abuse, substance use, abduction, or even disownment. But ultimately, it's the stigma that society has towards these individuals that have prevented us from progressing. I mean, we talk about all these changes and new reforms, but no significant progress has actually been made. In fact, the homelessness crisis is only getting worse and exponentially increasing each year. But they are still people. We need to help them recover and ensure proper public health options, more rehabilitation centers, and other facilities to help individuals return back to normalcy. This is the first step. And next, chronic homelessness is a huge issue. 
Many homeless people have had children that were already born into this lifestyle of unfair opportunities and stuck with it. But that is not fair. Some homeless children are also separated from their parents at such a young age, isolated in crowded shelters in big cities with thousands of other screaming children, all without a stable home, a quality education, or a pursuable future. It's horrifying that 33% of America's homeless population are children. Instead of starting their life supported with a comfortable home, these children are expected to fight for the lifestyle that many of us here today are lucky to have. We can't just live without helping the hundreds of thousands who suffer every single day, living penny by penny, sometimes lucky to even have a sip of water or a bite of food. There are so many different solutions and we have to act now. Now is the time to make critical investments and interventions we know would work to move people from the streets, tent encampments, and shelters into permanent, safe, and affordable homes. It includes rapid rehousing, and it would connect families and individuals experiencing homelessness through financial assistance and supportive services. Second, providing rehabilitation centers and other public health services is so important for mental health improvement, especially because proper treatment isn't really being given to homeless people right now. This is why opening special rehabilitation centers and funding for programs in homeless hotspots in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York City is so, so important and is a simple step we as society can tremendously take to reduce the impact of homelessness while spreading awareness about mental health and substance abuse simultaneously. Homelessness definitely needs to be acted upon more, but the first step is definitely to use our voice and spread awareness about it. Obviously, I do not have the power to make all of these changes. I wish I did, though. But we as a country collectively need to take a stand. With that being said, let's get into the tea of the week. This week's episode is called Homelessness and Hojicha. So you already know what we're going to be talking about. So Hojicha tea originates from Japan and is a green tea that is said to reduce cholesterol. But the coolest part is that the tea is roasted in a porcelain pot over charcoal and is apparently very different from the typical Japanese teas that are steamed. And because of this amazing way that they make tea, it's actually said to alter the leaf color from the typical green to a more reddish brown tint. So definitely try to find hojicha tea somewhere and try to make it the traditional way. But that concludes today's episode. This is the time to educate ourselves about eye-opening issues and make a difference. Thank you so much for tuning in and please look out for my next episode.